fragmentation. I remember I was in eighth grade and I was coming back from a national tournament for German literature. I was one of the participants and the team was returning home. There was one, one representative for each grade from fifth through, I believe, through the 11th. And I was eighth. I won fourth place. And I... I loved so much to write. It was my refuge. There was something very natural to writing. I remember being in my room, sitting at my desk, and just writing by hand. Can you imagine writing by hand instead of typing? It felt so good. And, yes, I did have a typewriter because I loved the idea of being a writer writing on a typewriter. Mine was yellow and orange. And I loved that typewriter so much because it really made me feel, it fueled my wanting to be a writer and it gave me permission and the space. Uh, it created the perfect conditions for me to be a writer. And I must say that corner in the room where I had set up my writing station that had two windows in a 90-degree angle, it was perfect. And I would look out on the street and on both sides of the window, I could see a piece of the street with all the neighbors, all the houses, the woods in the background, even the cemetery where my grandparents were buried. I would see the hill where the cemetery war was. And for some reason, every time I go there in a thought, it is a very calming space for me. Just being by myself and creating I think I was escaping in a way, but I was very much allowing my brain to create. I was creating through writing. I was painting. I was reading. I love to just be studious. And I had a full library of books, pretty much the entire wall. They weren't all mine. They were accumulated over time. My parents both are big readers. Well, at least used to be. So our house was full of books. I've loved books always. And I write, I loved writing stories. There was something about short stories that made me, gave me the freedom to just, I don't know, make something up, but at the same time owning it, having it be a piece of me.
And I realized that that's pretty much what we do. We put a piece of ourselves into everything that we do. And everything that surrounds us is pretty much a reflection of everything that we are on the inside. So I'm saying all of this as I had a thought about how I stifled the artist in me for so many years. It's almost like I had rejected something, someone, some piece of me. And I made up that my art didn't matter, that I had failed as a graphic designer. I, in my eyes, I had failed, although I had a successful, I want to say a successful business. I had a functioning, working business for 15 years, meaning I was having clients for design, marketing, and uh, branding. And it was all about creating that special you, putting it out there. That's what I was looking for. Interestingly enough, when I went to design school, I wanted to study print design. Um, maybe because I loved paper so much and books and loved the creation to see it printed out. Um, and I ended up um, graduating from web design, which clearly was the future. But... Um, it evolved so much since then. We have replaced so much of what a person used to do um, to apps, which is awesome. But with that, and all of that, by the way, happened in the shortest time, right? Like in the last, what, 20 years? Um, kids, everybody who you know, was born within the last 20, 22 years, um, has a different functioning brain um, than the older generations because they grew up, they were born into so much technology that they are wired to it, they're connected to it. That's why, see, kids, they have to have, unless you deliberately you know, um, restrict them from certain devices that just hooked on them. They think that these devices are part of them. And so are we. The phones are just an extension of ourselves. It's, it's ridiculous. I mean, we don't do anything without the phone anymore. Now, I say it's ridiculous, and at the same time, I'm very much aware that it does make my life easier, right? The question is, what do I want? Do I want... It's to be easier, or do I want it to be, you know, fully expressed, healthy, ever expanding, right? Never stagnating. So if that's who I want to be, I have to really expand myself. Um, and I have been feeling stagnation. And I realized that not only 
does it not make me feel good? There is a safety to it. There is a safety to stagnation, right? So I'm seeking out safety, although I'm craving expansion. I have to give something up in order to become more of me. Well, interestingly enough, since December, I lost three wisdom teeth. Three wisdom teeth that made room for new wisdom. Like my beautiful therapist friend and mentor, Karen Hand, told me. That's true. So really look around you and see who's shaping your life. I have so many beautiful people that when I really look at them, I just want to be around them, right? And then I do want change. How does the change that you want look like? Could it involve everybody that you love? Do you feel like you need to leave certain things out? Do you think like you don't deserve everything? That you couldn't have possibly everything? Yeah. I um, have a lot of notes that I have taken over time. And I do think that we have... We're looking for this expanded identity. And I think once we learn to release the trapped emotions that we have in the body, we truly start to expand our energies and we become less and less matter and more transforming, more fluid. And it may sound hard to believe, but the more flexible you are, the more you can create, the more you can move. I have um, I have an ACL in my knee that is uh, ruptured. I did that in uh, December, and I keep visualizing my ACL there. Although they say that the ACL does not grow back when it's fully ruptured, you have to do reconstructive surgery. That's what they say. And I've been doing exercises where I need to have my leg be straight and also my leg. Um, be flexed and since I saw my doctor I've really been looking to the second visit actually when he told me yeah push through the pain I said thank you for giving me permission to push through the pain I looked at the pain as a limitation and I stopped and he said you can't make more damage that you've already done push through the pain so I went home and that very night I started pushing through the pain. And I'm telling you, by next day I had a f 
a straight leg, whereas before I had not. What limitations are you putting onto yourself? I really got to see it in action, my own mind changing. And yeah, it's, um, you gotta own yourself aspect of you. Be really present to what you're experiencing. I think this is it for now. Thank you for listening. Good night.